everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of I Cast Fireball, an actual play 5e D&D adventure where we go through the campaign, Tyranny of Dragons. I'm Thomas, your DM for this adventure, and around the table we have... Malamara, Lance Thalen, and Fleeple. If you're just jumping into this week's episode, welcome! And if you haven't listened to any of these other episodes that we've had before this one... Why are you here? Yes, there's a lot that's happened. (laughs) (laughs) What are you doing here? (laughs) TLDR, the Jank Squad, after having parted ways with Ralph, found that Malamar went missing. And with Malamar missing, uh, having revisited some of her memories, Fleeple and Lance found her, discovered her being a participant in a fight pit called the Bloody Bowl. After watching her fight and with Malamara actively fighting two people at once, they realize not only does she hold her own, but she is really reveling, so to speak, in the power that Air 2 has been giving to her. Having bribed or rather giving, giving a donation to the Bloody Bowl, they are able to go see her in a one-on-one, face-to-face, meet the fans type of an experience. And as they walk down the steps of the Bloody Bowl into the catacombs, more like the dungeon area of the Bloody Bowl itself, we join our party this week. So, as you recall, Fleeple and Lance, Wanillium, uh, your host maybe? The person that has decided to attach themselves to you to ensure that you're having a good time is taking you back for a... Uh, meet and greet with the devil, who you know is now is Malmara's new name here in the Bloody Bowl. Wanillium pipes up. Oh, yeah, you won't see a spectacle like that every single day. No, the devil, she's someone important. She brings a real entertainment value here to the Bloody Bowl. We're grateful we could have her. And we're grateful that we get a chance to go and talk with the devil. Thank you so much. You're such a kind individual. Oh, well, I just do my best. I just do what I can. I'm grateful for to have such eager fans as you helping us out here. Um, and uh, it's just this way right over here. As you turn a corner, there is a big wrought iron door. And in front of the wrought iron door, there are two very heavily guarded guards. Um, one of them sees Wanillium walk up sort of like nods their head, takes out some keys, and uh, he he does the first, he does the second, he does, and just before the third, Wanillium turns over and he goes, we make sure that security's extra tight here, don't want to have ourselves a prison break and put all yous in danger here. No, you're here for a good time. We don't want you to feel like yous in danger. Yeah, is it is it just the devil on the other side of that door, or is that where all the prisoners are? Oh, no. These are where all the contestants are. These are where all they lie. And as the third one clicks and the door opens, you see a fire firelight. Um, there are a few pits and a lot of torches down here. And there are quite a few people down here. As you cross the threshold, you see that there are a number of individuals of varying strength and experience if that makes sense you have the people that you just saw the tiefling and the monk Um, those individuals are actually being tended in some beds near 
this door right here and they both are sitting up and holding their sides and they're being attended to by a physician. But then you see some other individuals. One of them uh, actually appears to be an older man, very like white scraggly hair, um, sort of a hunched frame and uh, not much armor on themselves or weapons that you can see. There are no children here, but there are some young people here. So there are some humans that do appear to be fairly young in age. Some of them appear to be eager, um, and you see that they're sparring over with some staked dummies that are over in the corner there, um, practicing out some maneuvers. Uh, You see some people practicing uh, archery in another area, and near the fires you see hunched over a few people that are either exhausted physically or mentally. And these... This is where uh, you come across one young halfling in particular who is just staring into the fire, sort of like a, what is it, a thousand yard stare is, is the phrase there. They are just staring into the fire and eyes completely wide. And uh, it's it, it's an unusual place to be in. Wanillium, though, um, pokes you in the side. Oh, she'll be right over here being the victor, getting all of her spoils. Uh, hey! Oh, you! The devil! And, uh, Mal, you hear this individual calling you. You are just downing a big old thing of wine and just letting the warmth course through your... Uh, in your belly, across your limbs, and just, like, warming your body up as you... as you assess the injuries that you have, assess the uh, danger that you're no longer in, but just kind of going over the fight again and uh, reveling in that feeling of winning the battle and uh, partaking in the spoils. But as you turn around, you see Wanillium, who he's made sure to introduce himself to you before. Um, But you also see Fleeple and Lance walking over to you now. And as we begin walking forward, I turn to Lance Stalin and kind of like smack his shins a little bit excitedly and say in a very obvious fake accent that is not my real voice, I turn to <laughs> Lance and say, well, crime in Italy, that there sure is one tall barrel of catfish, now ain't it? Yes! The phrases, Ned! The phrases! <laughs> I love it! <laughs> And we should clarify that uh, Lance is still in his half-orc yes, form as well, still correct? still in half-orc form. Yeah, yep. that, as, as I thought. Reinforcing this fake accent yeah. that people is throwing off. Mm-hmm. Quite right, quite right. How should we go about this, partner? Well, I think we should have a conversation with the devil over here. Uh, and, and here you are, devil. We've got some fine folk here, some fine individuals. Really appreciative of your work. Excellent job, if I might say. Th- a 3-0 wins for you and just blowing it out of the water here. The Bloody Bowl thanks you for your ferocity. I will leave you two with your fans here. I'll be back just a f- in just a few here. Now don't you go killing him, all right? <laughs> 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 All right, be right back. And he walks off to check uh, check on, like, some of the... Uh, you actually do see that there's a blacksmith here, like, sharpening and, like, uh, getting some tools ready. Ma- mainly more just, like, maintaining, not, like, an actual forge here. 
but when Ilium goes and like starts doing the rounds and like checking on people. In this room, the contestants are not chained down. No. There's the only security is just that one door with the guards on the outside. Uh, for now, yeah. Do the contestants have weapons or are the weapons taken from them? Uh, the weapons, as you recall, Mal, your weapons were taken from you, but you were given them right before going to the arena. And sure enough, you don't have your weapons with you. The only time that weapons are prohibited are for training. So the uh, dummies that were being trained on the archery, there are guards standing there. And if any funny business were to happen, so to speak, they're on guard and ready. As Fleeple and Mal, knowing that this is Lance in his half-orc form, uh, gruffly, she turns her back on them and like sits back down at the table and just growls over her shoulder, What are you guys doing here? Oh, you know, just seeing the sights of Neverwinter. Just like very like what what do you expect us doing here? Almost like very sarcastic, like what the heck? And looking at Fleeple like what? <laughs> yes, well, uh, Miss Devil, we have a, a new job proposition for you. <laughs> no, no, we're doing the manager thing. Okay. <laughs> In fact, and I reach into my bag and I pull out those contracts that we wrote up back in Greenest. We the Fleeple! Uh, oh, yeah, yes. we the Fleeple! And uh, kind of show it towards Mal. Like, I mean, we, we're no strangers trying contracts over here, right? The kind of contracts that bind people together in heart and in soul. The kind of contracts that make sure that people aren't just going to, you know, bail out on their friends after going through a really harrowing <laughs> experience. Because didn't Fleeple hire Malamara? Yes, exactly. Yes. We, we began in Greenest. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's recap. relevant, folks. <laughs> Mal will growl. I believe Article 2 of We the Fleeple says we don't lecture one another on our morals. Okay, yeah. I mean, that lecture that's reminder, you know, we can cross into each other oh, sometimes. I think that actually is an Article 2. <laughs> think that was discussed in the episode mm -hmm. wow she has him dang it mickey and your note taking <laughs> <laughs> darn you curse you um I, I yeah i will i'll with us kind of probably walking up i'll just kind of stand next to malamara is are you is malamara sitting uh mal are you sitting on a log or are you sitting just on a chair like is there space for us to be next to you i imagine that it is a wooden table some like stools uh, maybe that are like scattered. akin to like an old broken door that no longer is a wooden door that is no longer able to be used for that so it's now just a slab um that something long that can be used for a table and that's absolutely right in this uh is probably the quote unquote nicest area over here in the fighting uh pit as you recall Malamara is the victor so she's taking part in her spoils which happens to be um a little bit of gruel that um, is I mean it's the soup from upstairs that nobody was buying um, <laughs> with like a little bit of like meat and uh, a hearty drink and that's about it. So there are stools at the table which nobody else is sitting at. Okay. I will sit opposite of Malamara then at the table facing her because she's trying to avoid eye contact but hopefully this will 
kick it into play a little bit. And I'll just sit there, I'll just kind of take a seat right across from me like, it's true we shouldn't lecture, but we also shouldn't negate the contract itself now, wouldn't you agree? And I'm as I'm doing this, I'm kind of staring her in the eyes and I'm checking to see if her eyes are Malamara's or if they are more of the eyes I saw right before we interrogated Ralph. Mal looks up at him, meets his, his gaze and says, well, maybe I have a new contract that I like a little bit better. And it is not Mal. It is definitely those air two demon eyes. Although the voice is not overlapping with air two the way it was when she's streaming with power. This is very similar, but different. Son of a demon. Okay. Lance will just keep staring and just goes, I mean, we saw your work both outside and inside the ring, and we are big fans. I would just like to ask, let's dispose of the nicknames. Tell me your name. She grins and leans in closer, almost predatory, and says, I thought we were ghosts. Ghosts don't have names. Here, I'm the devil. Lance will, yeah, Lance is going to look over at Fleeple. And I will lean in and I will say, well, yes, but you had a name before you became a ghost, didn't you? And I point directly at Mal and I cast command and say, remember? Ooh. All right, that's a uh, spell save DC, right? Yeah. That's going to be a what is it? DC 16 wisdom save, I believe. My wisdom save is good. Ooh, but that was a terrible roll. That was only a seven. Hey. Ooh. Remember. Oh, that was clever. That was, that was good. clever. That was really good. do you have inspiration? Uh, I do have inspiration. Oh. He well, deserves another one. Well, you would have had another Here's one. another. <laughs> Thank you. Here's another spirit. That was good. As that spell takes effect and the command of remember takes hold in her mind, it kind of clears the air too a little bit from her, even though he definitely still has a hold on her. And Fleeple visually, what this is looking like, it's very, it's very, uh, it's no secret. There's a battle, right? There's a battle for Malamara's soul. And you and Lance are trying to fight. And as you command and as she fails, this darkness that's on her eyes goes sort of, uh, it, it, it's, it starts to clear, but it's, it's more cloudy now. It's more like, not milky cloudy, but like almost like a foreboding uh, night sky where the moon is like shining through the clouds. That light is peeking through the clouds in a, in a very foreboding, uh, almost dangerous, haunted way. With that moment of clarity, she keeps that forward posture, trying not to be overheard, and whispers, did you find a way out of here? And I reach into my bag and pull out a few platinum pieces, and I say, we have some sway in these parts. I don't know what's keeping me here. I don't know if it's a contract. I don't, I'm not chained. So I don't know how much your platinum is going to do to buy my contract, but I'm pretty sure that that is the reason that I'm here without chains on. Hmm, well, here's an idea then. What if you kidnap us? 
Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, they're very frightened of you and they don't want to rub you the wrong way or anything. You just, hey, nobody make a move or these two get their heads chopped clean off. Nobody make a move. <laughs> I mean, uh, she might be better suited. I mean, Fleeple, in all honesty, she, they don't give two craps about us. We could die and they could rob us. They need her to keep the entertainment going. And she looks down at her 23 hit point body out of, in a room full of <laughs> fighting champions <laughs> and no weapons. I mean, I'm not taking Wait. that off the table. Because crazier things have happened with, with the bunch of us. Well, I've still got past without trace. True. I, I, I mean, I was planning on causing a distraction with Star Platinum earlier. I could, I could summon Star Platinum into the middle of that group of people over there, cause a ruckus, and then we could all just sneaky sneak our way out. That's true. I also... Just through that door? That's that's it? That. There's, I've just been there's a, here there's and guards. To go there, that. There's things. Oh, see, that's yeah. that would be important. We don't to know mention. all. We don't know all the precautions here. I, I'm liking the, I'm liking the, the brainstorming <laughs> happening around her table. I, I also like something that we might want to play on is your idea of a contract. You had the idea that we're the managers. We could bring that up. That we had to verify this is our actual. What's the client? I think that this is our client. We could, we could maybe pose like, hey, we just wanted to make sure this is our client. We could bring up the contract we already have, saying they are already contracted out. So legally, we do have kind of first grab at them and somehow work out a deal. The command word remember starts to fade from Mal's system. And so with a sense of purpose, she whispers, why don't you find out about a contract? And I'm just going to, to sit here for a while. And um, it might be better if you guys go find out because I don't think I want out of this contract. And that air two clouds back over. And uh, as that happens, I turn to Lance and say, okay, I suppose we can do that. But, uh, oh, Miss Devil, uh, Miss Devil, you look like you could use something nicer to eat than this stale gruel you got in front of you. And I pull out a stick of salami and place it on the table in front of Mal and give a knowing wink and then, come on there, friend, let's, uh, let's go talk about some contracts, I suppose. <laughs> Mal just tears into it and eats, eats it, yeah. <laughs> Only some of it gets in her mouth and it goes flying. As you go walk across the room to Winilium, who is just finishing making his rounds, he goes, Oh, I was just coming to check up on you two. Uh, how's how's your one-on-one with the devil? She didn't bite your ear off, did she? <laughs> okay, funny. Uh, no, um, we got good news and bad news, Winilium. Uh, in all honesty, oh, we had to check it just to make sure it was verified. We didn't want our eyesight kind of getting out on us. Me and my friend here are not just spectators of the blood sport, but we are actually managers of talent, if you will. And All right, all right. There's apparently been some kind of misunderstanding because that right there, the devil, as you call her, is actually our client. As you say that, Winilliam's face just kind of freezes, and uh, 
where where he was like leaning forward a little bit, he starts to stand up straight, and uh, his arms are folded in front of him. He goes, "Well, ain't that so?" The contract, compadre. I point to Fleeple. And I whip out the contract. All right. Let me take a look. We the Fleeple. Now, I snatch it away. Now, we, if you can see clearly, the signatures are at the bottom. We understand. We understand. This was all a misunderstanding. You've made profit by her, obviously, fighting in your arena. Don't know how legal that could be, but we want to overlook all that. We are glad that you profited somewhat from this. We don't, though, want our client exploited any more than has already transpired. So we are asking you to please release our client back into our managership. Uh, he uh, he sort of like cocks his head and starts stro- stroking his chin. And he goes, wow, ain't that, ain't that just the darndest thing? <sighs> you being just massive fans coming on in here, taking an interest and... Uh, Supposedly already being the agent for my star fighter here. Oh, man, this is just this is just so unusual. How how unexpected this is. And you know what? You said something, uh, and I think it's it's uh, quite important to bring up. Um, he brought up the legality of this. Here's what I know legally: she murdered two people above last night. Very, very true. Oh, so you, you're aware of that? We are right, aware yeah. of the legal and, strife that is going on above our heads right now. <laughs> and are you aware of all it, if uh, the Blood Bowl's um, arrangement with the local law enforcement? We are aware of that, yes. Oh, so you will know that she's here to do her time then and to pay it out. Well, I mean, has a judge passed sentence on this, per se? We let the pit be the judge, jury, and executioner here. Again, we understand the arrangement you have with the city guard. However, this is our client we're talking about here. There has to be some kind of arrangement that could be made that can satisfy both us in receiving our client back into our business and, obviously, benefiting your business with no ill will. Uh, I was just going to turn wide-eyed to the camera and say, well, there's no accounting for what people do under the influence of drugs and alcohol. Oh, my gosh. Vanillium <laughs> <laughs> just sort of chuckles, and he goes, you, you two just don't understand. We have her for as long as we need her, and if she has days and nights like she's been given us in the past 36 hours, well... <laughs> I'm not sure there's anything that you can give us that can make up the profit we're going to make from her. Now, I understand you're in a difficult position. You're in a position that is, um, well, you've been bent over, right? I mean, that's really the situation you've, you, you two are in. I get it. I'm about business. I'm about entertainment myself. Go ahead. I'm just so incredibly annoyed by this guy. I'm just going to nudge Lance in the calf, point over towards some of the sparring people and say, what's that over there? Summon Faye. I cast Star Platinum into the middle of that group. 
and have Star Platinum oh. just start wreaking havoc. Oh, no. Okay, <laughs> sounds good. Here we go, changing music. <laughs> I have 23 hit points and what? zero spell slots. Luckily, we got a cleric with us. Fight. We're going to cause a distraction and get out of here. Because that works so well for us. Let's go ahead and roll initiative, everybody. Here we go. All right. You try and talk to people. Star Platinum comes out. All right. Uh, Fleeple, what's your initiative? 16. Lance. 19. Mal. 11. All right. So, Vanillium is not focused on you necessarily, Fleeple. So although he is first in initiative order, his main focus is uh, looking over and goes, uh, well, changing the subject isn't gonna isn't gonna alter much, but I have a proposition for you. And as you look over at uh, Star Star Platinum, his his attention is sufficiently diverted because um, he's on high alert. If something is happening at the sparring pit, he needs to be aware of. Maybe he needs to get guards out over there. He doesn't see anything, and so he eyes both of you suspiciously. So, uh, Lance, it's your go if you wanted to uh, do anything before Fleeple here, but if you just kind of want to hang back and let, let people do his thing, that's totally fine. So I can clearly see Fleeple Star Platinumed. Fleeple hasn't cast Star Platinum yet. He wants to. The way that initiative um, is well, when something is initiated. <gasps> if somebody gets the jump on everybody else in a combat situation, they can potentially have everybody else be surprised, in which case the first round of initiative Everybody who is surprised does not have an opportunity to act in that first round. Oh, okay. And this is surprising enough. So, yeah. So, Fleeple will will have you cast Star Platinum over there. Star Platinum jumps, starts jumping around, uh, dancing, doing a jig, like anything in particular, Fleeple, or just cause and mayhem. Uh, he is going to be. Who do I want him to be? Mirthful, fuming, or tricksy? It's going to be tricksy. And I'm going to cast this at fourth level so that I can get Ooh. some extra benefits from it. Star Platinum is going hey. to face step into the group of a middle of people, create a five foot cube of magical darkness, and is going to, from inside the five foot cube of magical darkness, just start taking punches at people. Oh, oh. fist! All right. Star Platinum can start rolling if you'd like. <laughs> All right, so the first of the two attacks is going to be a modded 20 to hit. Yeah, that's a hit. And the damage that deals is 10 slashing damage and 2 force damage. Okay, that's the first. And then going towards a different target, a 18 to hit. Okay, that's also a hit. 13, and sorry, this is piercing, not slashing. 13 piercing and 3 force damage. Wow. Ouch. Star Plat, ouch. Exactly. That really hurt. Yeah, do the people over there start screaming about how much it hurts? Yes, they do. They're like, son of a... (laughs) (laughs) Just in magical darkness, what is this? These are wooden swords. And man, it kills! Holy cow! That is painful! That Star Platinum, everybody's caught off guard here. 
We'll just have to the top of the ship here. Wanilium, uh, he's gonna look over in that direction and look at you, Fleeple. He's immediately suspicious for obvious reasons. <laughs> and uh, he is going to actually just, without word, without phrase, he's gonna take out his sword and start attacking you, Fleeple. All right. Well, I rolled a three, so that misses. All right. And does a 16 hit? 16 barely hits. Okay, sounds good. All right, that's going to be 10 points of slashing damage from his scimitar. All right. And with his bonus action, he is going to disengage, and he's going to run to the door, and he's going to say, Lockdown! Get this place on lockdown now! Do I get an opportunity attack against him? Uh, he did disengage. Oh, that's right. And Star Platinum's not concentration whatsoever, right? It is concentration. Oh, okay. We'll get your uh, constitution uh, concentration check then. Not great. Is it enough? No, it is not. That is a six. Oh, oh suck. No. So Star Platinum goes, what is this? And then, and the darkness dispels as well, I imagine. Yes? I believe so. Okay, sounds good. So start platinum, pop, pop. Uh, Wendelium just looks at you, slashes you um, with his second attack, and uh, it, it goes a little deep, too deep. And so you lose concentration on start platinum, and start platinum um, dissipates, unfortunately. So Wendelium, he runs out. The door is still currently open. He's not able to close it. We'll leave that to one of the guards. That is his turn. Lance, it is your go immediately. How far away is the door? The door is... If it's close enough for Wanelium to get to it, it's going to be close enough for Lance to get to it. True, It's true. Absolutely. So it's got to be within 30 feet. If that door closes, we're screwed. Or at least it gets a lot tougher. Okay. Is there any chance I could get a free action to shout something outside of my turn? Yeah, go for it. Uh, if I just turn to the rest of the prisoners and shout, Viva la Revolution. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Thomas, work with me here. <laughs> Okay. All right. <laughs> if I go to the door and I stand there, the door can't close. Unless someone pushes you, attacks you, grapples well, you. Even, even if they attack me or they grab me, the only way they can close that door is push me out of the way. Or pull you through, yeah. Or pull me through. And I'm not a strong guy. Okay. All right. What I'm going to do, I am going to... Oh, I'm just going to see like this all happen. And, and see that door and just key in on that door and be like, that door's freedom, can't have it close. And I'm going to run toward the door, 30 feet. I'm going to get to the door. I'm going yep. to use my action to pull out my dagger and click it on, covering it with a coat of poison. And I'm going to use my bonus action to take out a spare dagger and find basically a corner of the doorway and jam it in there so that even if I'm pushed out of the way there's still another thing blocking it okay okay so you want to just lodge it in yeah if you want to you just want to lodge it into the door itself I'm lodging it into the door frame so that when the door tries to close there is a literal dagger sticking there that it can't close on okay now let's just have you roll mm. my action was to activate the dagger this is really a bonus action is trying to just because I'm, I'm not considering it an attack. I'm considering just a quick movement to jam a metal piece into just, you know, like the divide between the door and the wall. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, so I like this. Let's go with it. Let, let, let's try it out, okay? Let, let's let's see what what's possible here. I'm going to just... Uh, it's not rules as written, but let's just have you do a, an attack, actually. Just an attack with your dagger. And just try... And uh, I'll have a AC in my mind. Don't tell me your result yet. Well, while I just kind of think through it while I'm calculating AC. Uh, are there optional rules for called shots, Ned? There are in Savage Worlds, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I, I figured it's all, like, th third party um, is what the uh, called shot stuff is. Like, it's not like Cleave in the Dungeon Master's guide, probably. Let's see, object armor class by substance we've got. Just in the uh, DM screen, second panel from the right, just barely to the right of the spider that's got somebody trapped with a web. I mean, to the right of the ogre. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's actually helpful. Okay. Kids, when you got questions as the DM, use the DM you screen. Look at, look at your it's screen. It's there for a reason. <laughs> look at the flipping screen, okay? Doesn't have to all be on the fly. Okay. Lance, what did you roll? 21. 21. As you toss your dagger into it, the, you hear a satisfying uh, the clink of metal on metal. And you don't hear your dagger fall to the ground and clatter on the stone floor. So you look over and you see it's there. How well is it in there? Well, you only know if they try to close the door. But it is currently in the location. Whether or not it's just going to be easily knocked away or it's going to have to be like yanked out by somebody, you'll just have to see. But in your quick bonus action movement, that's what you got. Okay, I've used my action. I've used my movement. I've used my bonus action. I'm standing in the doorway. Daggers in the in the door frame, or door you know, divider, and yeah, that's it. That's all I got. Okay. So um, as this is happening, and you say "Viva la Re Revolution," uh, Fleeple, uh, trying to call the whole room to uh, to revolt, to rebel, it's just met with a lot of confusion. Actually, <laughs> uh, people are like, "What? What's going on? What?" I'd just like shout out, I'm busting you out of here. <laughs> uh, but you still have individuals who have like that thousand yard stare, like the halfling at the uh, fire pit. And as, as this is happening, one of the uh, guards actually, not by the entrance, but further in, is sees what's going on and is actually going to cast Evard's Black Tentacles. So, Evard's Black Tentacles, they're going to put it fleeple because you're the one that shouted out the revolution. Uh, it's going to be a 20-foot square centered on you and then the people surrounding you as well. There are a few people that it's going to catch some of these uh, um, fighters. So, the ground turns into difficult terrain. And it's just reading through here when a creature enters the affected area for the first time on a turn or start its turn there, the creature must make a dexterity saving throw. Da -da -da, that starts its turn is already strained. Um, takes a creature stream that tentacles can use as action. Okay, sounds good. So nobody is currently being restrained, but on your turn, the start of your turn, a dexterity saving throw is a must for you and everybody else in the room as well. So um, that's gonna be that mage's turn. Uh, and it's just going to spend the rest of its action uh, focusing. And uh, as it's after it casts, it, go, uh, it just yells out, Everybody stay where you are. Get back in line. On the floor, on the ground, stay put. And that's its turn. So, Fleeple, it's your turn. 
as he's shouting to all the prisoners to get back in line, I turn towards all of them. I'm like, oh, bet you won't, bet you won't, bet you won't. And um, <laughs> going to uh, make a stroke dexterity saving throw, I believe it is. Yep, for the tentacles, dexterity saving throw. Say 14. That just meets. Okay, first thing, first thing I'm going to do then is flap like 10 feet up into the air. Yep. There you go. Yep. Get those wings going. Uh, I'm going to look over at Malamara. How is she reacting to all this? All right, Mal. How are you reacting to all of this? I need a few pieces of information first. The black tentacles, you said that's the whole room? It's not the whole room, no. It's just a 20-foot square uh, on the ground. So it's a lot of the room. Where Fleepa was, but it's not the whole room, and it's not with you. It's like 10 feet away from you. Um, there are a lot of people that are caught in the tentacles, though. Two, is it between me and my street line of sight for the door? Yes. And three, from where Mal is sitting, can she see where her sword and her bag and her belongings are? Yeah. It is currently being guarded by... Um, well, actually, it's not being guarded. Yours is specifically, um, they don't keep the items in the room here. Uh, because then, La Revolution, everybody would just charge, swarm them, and grab their stuff. <laughs> so, uh, since you are the victor, though, um, and you have just gotten done with your battle, um, they're still, like, preparing your items and, like, pulling it away. Uh, and so, it, it is with a guard who is now booking it towards the front entrance as well, as fast as they can. So they haven't made it past the tentacles. They're actually caught in the tentacles themselves, but they uh, are. their whole goal is to try and get to the exit here. Since Fleeple got to speak out of his turn, may I say one thing out of my turn as well? Sure. Okay, it's to Malamara. That's why I bring it up, because it's to Malamara. In this moment where probably Lance can see Malamara like turning to see the scene. Lance is just going to look at Malamara and just try, just trying to reach her, get past the, the demon. And I'm just going to look at her and go, are you coming? Are you coming? And I see this little interaction and I see where Mal had been looking and I'm going to try and steal Mal's stuff from this guard Oh, right. Because it's still your turn, Fleeple, yes? It is, yes. Before we do that, Mal, is there anything you wanted to assess, any of the questions you wanted to ask? Is it my sword and my stuff, or is it just my sword? Yeah, so they strip you from everything. Okay. But but it's all there. It's all there, because they want you, when when you go into the pit, they want you with everything. They want bloody, they want gore, they want magic. So your focus is taken away, your sword is taken away, your bag of holding, if you had one, would be taken away as well. Um, so yes, that is taken from you. Um, but Fleeple, you're going to try and swoop down to this guy and try to take Malamara's stuff, it sounds like. Correct. So that is going to be, um, we'll just say for sake of uh, she having a lot of items, let's just break them into two. One of them is the, the super long sword and then everything else, if that makes sense. So to grab the stuff, I can grab one or the other. 
Yes, so like the sword or everything else. And so everything could be pretty much wrapped up and contained in that bag, but the sword is obviously too big, too large to to be held in there. And Mal has her armor on herself because they don't need to take that away. Okay. Fleeple feels like everything besides the sword is more valuable, but also thinks that the demon is more attracted to that sword specifically. So mm-hmm. I'm not sure which one he wants to grab. I'm going to roll for it. I'm going to leave it ah, up to fate. Going to leave it up to fate. I'm going to roll a fate die. I'm going to grab the sword. Ooh, okay. So let's go ahead and roll um, an opposing check here. So I believe you are going to try and grab it and yank it. It's with strength, right? Because uh, it's like it's like a grapple. You're initiating a sort of grapple, yep. right? The instigator rolls with athletics, and then the person resisting rolls with athletics or acrobatics. Yes. Okay, so let's go ahead and roll here. And I'm going to use that inspiration we just talked about. Ooh, okay. And I got an eight. Ah, this person got a 19. So as you fly down and you try to grab the sword, they push you back and rebuff your efforts. Um, and they yell at you and be like, get down, get down from there right now. But yes, uh, so that is your action movement. Um, anything on your bonus action you can or want to do? I'm going to get next to Lance. Okay, sounds good. So you're going to fly away. Um, this person, as you fly away, they're going to uh, they're going to try and attack you with this attack of opportunity. Nope, they got a seven, so nothing there. It's just a whiff. It gets uh, just open air, and you fly to the entrance to get to Lance because you definitely have enough flight to do that. All right. Fleeple's done. We go to the other mage inside the room. So there's two guards in the room. There are a lot of guards in the room. We didn't number them, but there was one at the archery range, one at the one like the smithy who's actually handing the weapons, one at the uh, sparring area. Um, there was like at least one or two others around. Uh, just for sake here, I'll say that there's six total guards in the room, not including Winilia. And two outside, at least. That's correct. And two outside uh, the entrance as well. Ned, how many times can you summon Star Platinum? I can summon Star Platinum three more times. Woof. Just didn't know if that was a one-time thing or not. So. All right. As the other mage looks around and see what's going on, they see the person who is currently the guard who currently has Malamara's stuff and uh, is trying to run away, trying to escape. So they're going to reach out and they're going to cast haste on them. I believe they can do that at range. Yes, within 30 feet. They have to run up to this person a little bit, but they're going to cast haste uh, on that person, and they are accepting, and so as they um, speed up slightly, um, when it gets to their turn, they will have the haste turn or haste actions upon them. Um, That's going to be this mage's turn. Mal, it is your turn now. I've been crunching since we started this whole thing. Like, all I've been doing is Googling different stuff. Mal, after looking at her stuff, which directed Fleeple to it, looks at Lance. And hearing those words, she realizes that 
as she's looking at him, she doesn't really see Lance. She sees her brother, Grant, with the same words asking, are you coming? And in her past, she said no. And she has regretted that decision ever since. And so that cuts through, straight through Air 2's influence and realizes that these are people she wants to go with. So she will stand up, drink the last dregs of her glass, drops it on the table, and with her bonus action, she will enter a rage, her third rage, final of the day, and she chooses the benefit of the tiger totem. and charges forward. The totem of the tiger allows you to add 10 feet to a long jump. And so, instead of running through the difficult terrain, she takes a running leap and jumps to the guard that has her stuff. And what I was trying to crunch was how, can I knock him prone? I've just Googled myself. Yeah, it says this is the shoving a creature. You use the attack action. You do a special melee attack to shove something, which you're shoving it away or knocking it prone. You could do either. When I tell you that I was three strokes of my fingers to scroll down to the definition of shove. (laughs) I was like reading Reddit posts and I was... (laughs) It takes a village, Mickey. So it takes a village. She lands and does a melee attack to try and shove and knock this guy prone. However, with a long jump, if you land in difficult terrain, I have to make a dexterity saving throw. Yeah, so we'll, we'll get to that. First and foremost, I just imagine Mal uh, just getting this massive like running start uh 10 foot running start and then just jumping and as you're jumping this uh guard who is hasted looking around seeing everything uh recognizing what's happening seeing that you're coming at them uh they look around they're like calculating things in their brain and then they just like look up with horror realizing it's inevitable they're you're gonna just smack right into them and you have like your fist just like winding up and like like a superhero punch, so to speak. Bam! Detroit right smash. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and uh, this is an athletics check for you with advantage because you're raging. I am. Oh, those were terrible rolls. I still got over a ten. There was a six plus eleven. Eleven. Any inspiration? For my deck save with the for the land. No, I'm, this is this is the athletics. Oh, this I'm is the so athletics sorry. I was, to turn I was no, that was I was looking at the wrong number then. Uh, then that's a fourteen. 14? And you should have okay. advantage because you're raging. I with advantage, it was only fourteen. Okay, sounds good. I was looking at my dexterity. We'll see what not my this strength. guy rolled. Uh, he rolled a seven on the die, so he does not have a plus seven in either athletics or acrobatics so as he tries to like put his hands up and it's not a saving throw so haste does not help him there and so as you you just i mean i don't i don't care that he's got hit points i don't care that this is a 
stupid hard punch right to the face. You knock him clean out, okay? You got the eye of the tiger, you got the jump, and you are just Superman punch right to the face. And as he, you just knock him out, three of his teeth just fly through the air. He just falls prone and he throws the sword and uh, it doesn't even throw, he just drops them like into the air. And you grab the sword and the pouch, standing atop. Mickey, I am gonna give you inspiration for that because <laughs> I've never seen long jump done, period, in D&D, nor have I seen it done, like, cool. So that was awesome. <laughs> anyway, that I that was fun. I feel like uh, Jake also deserves an inspiration for actually finding the shove mechanic. And I think Ned deserves an inspiration. Because <laughs> I literally was, like, walking <laughs> around for forever. I would literally, like, Googled all over the place for I it. I gave Ned inspiration oh, already. <laughs> yeah, I already used it. Dig it. I'm the only yes. one this episode. That's <laughs> um, <laughs> Well done. Okay, and now you did land in this difficult terrain, so you are going to make a dexterity saving throw here, bec- or or you could become restrained and take damage. And don't you have advantage on that spell. for danger sense? Danger sense, you I do, do have, have advantage. advantage. Yeah, so it's on- 21. Yep. Ooh, yeah. yeah, I have it written down, <laughs> and I have advantage. So as you come back on these black tentacles, the darkness tries to envelop you and you kick it away with your feet and you're able to- It recognizes the darkness in within me and doesn't let. Darkness recognized dark. And you are able to run through the rest of the uh, darkness here, through the tentacles, almost to the entrance. Not quite to Lance, not quite to Fleeple. You are 10 feet away from them. Because the long jump, I believe, and running 10 feet, yeah. You are about 10 feet away from them. You're out of the difficult terrain, though. Okay. I believe that was your entire turn. It was. Turn well spent. Woof. The mage who cast haste is, like, just, like, staring at you, like, what up? She growls back at him in that tiger form over across her face. All the lines across her face. She is the devil. And I, I look at the mage and I'm like, oh yeah, you cast a really good spell and then you lose the effects immediately afterwards. I know how, <laughs> how does that it feel? feel? How does that feel? Not bitter. I feel like that happens to a lot of people who cast haste. It's just mm-hmm. immediately gone. Immediate, they're like, this is going to be at least for two rounds. Immediately gone. Because concentration or whatever. Kind of like Star Platinum. Concentration, immediately gone. Okay, so we've got the other guards here. So the two other... So first off, we've got the other um, captives in this dungeon who are being held by the inky blackness. These are the people who start platinum just (laughs) punch in the face. Uh, They're like, what the heck? And now they've got blackness around them trying to pull them down. Gosh. They both rolled natural 20s, though. Wow. They're freaked out enough to get out of there. They're like, La Revolution! <laughs> Let's just come punch to the face. Let's do it. <laughs> and they only have wooden swords, but they're going to go to the guard actually with their actions, and they're going to start wailing <laughs> on the guard <laughs> with natural 20s. Oh, but they rolled terribly. They rolled a two and a four. <laughs> like, Rev- La Revolution! They're like, eh, eh, ah, in, in the shoulder. The guard is going to turn around with his sword, and he's actually going to lay into them. Um, and he's going to tr- uh, they they attacked him, and um, he's going to show him no mercy. Natural one on the first attack. Oh boy! Well, that natural twenty's got to balance somewhere. He got a four on the second. Oh my gosh! Mm-hmm. 
and a four on the third. Okay. They are uh, blocking with the wooden swords, this massive, like, this great sword and the wooden swords. They're just, like, uh, batting, batting it away like a spear. Uh, like you would with a spear because uh, you know obviously the steel is going to cut right through the wood uh, so that's that the other guard is knocked unconscious because Mal supermanned him mm-hmm. and then we're left with the two other guards that are uh, one of them's on the other side um, away from you out of range they have to run through difficult terrain um, but he is going to pick up a bow and arrow um, at this point which is next to him uh, and same as the other one who is at the archery range here. Going to grab the bow and arrow from the uh, the participant, the person who's practicing with them. And they are just going to fire at you, Malamara, the devil, and see if they can try and get a shot off. First one is a 19 to hit. That hits. Second one is only an 8 to hit. That's going to be 8 points of damage to you, though, trying to bring you down. What kind of damage? That's going to be piercing. Well done. Uh, we are going up to the top of the round. I think we need to end this week's episode. Right? Then end it there. Mm. Yeah, we've been going on for a while. Yeah. Ooh. Things are kind of well, looking like they're going our way. <laughs> Things are looking out. Okay, oh can I petition? I know that you can give your inspiration to somebody, like a teammate, in the moment. But can I petition to give my inspiration dice to Jake? No, because those are yours. No, no, no. This is no, this is why because I was I was crunching, but I was also trying really hard to find a motivation for her to go with you guys. Like I I like flipped I even flipped a coin. And I was like, I don't, I don't know how to. Everything we've just established, I don't know how to like make that happen. And you even said that, and I didn't hear it. And so Jake texted me. He's like, I just thought, like, I just wanted you to know this was like I was trying to do a callback to Grant. I was like, oh, that was exactly. That's so perfect. It was such a good callback, and like recognizing somebody else's backstory. I just think that Jake should be shouted out for that because it was really a cool tie-in to my backstory. Well, I'll make you were of the same mind because I was going to give him inspiration at the end of the episode oh. as a result of that. Bringing it back. Whoa, so look at that. Everybody's getting inspiration this, this episode. We're all yeah, so yeah. inspired. We're inspiring. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll see if the Jank Squad needs to use that inspiration in the oncoming round coming up here. We will have to see. But that's where we're going to end this week's episode of iCast Fireball. Thank you to my players, Ned, Jacob, and Mickey. And thank you, listeners, for joining us on this week's episode. If you like what we're doing, feel free to leave us a five-star review on the podcatcher of your choice. Not only does it let us know that you like what we're doing, but it gets us in other people's recommended feeds so that they can join along on this crazy, wacky adventure. Now, if you want to shoot us a message, you can shoot us a message either at our email, iCastFireball2020 at gmail.com, on our social media feeds, at iCastFireball. Cast Fireball 2-0 on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and uh, YouTube. Or you can go to our Kofi account and you can uh, leave us a donation there with a little message as well. I uh, just want to shout out our sister podcast, Improv Tabletop, where they have fantastically animate, I might I say masterfully wrapped up their first campaign in the Avatar Legends 
world. Yes, that is Avatar The Last Airbender there. So if you like Avatar The Last Airbender, like hearing Ned as the keeper or in a GM experience or just fantastic improv and role playing, please go give them a listen and don't forget to leave them a five-star review as well. Lastly, don't forget to like, subscribe, and share with your fellow friends and wacky adventurers. But until next time, I'm Thomas for DM and around the table we have... Malamara. Lance Thalen. And Fleeple. Let's keep that fire going and we'll see you all next time.